Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the Goose and Gambles podcast. My name is Joe Bolte, joined always by my cohort, Mr. Jordan Collins. Choco, what a big week we got going on. Uh, one of our favorite nights of the year, NFL Draft Nights coming up. We've still got some good baseball, playoff hockey, playoff NBA. So uh, I don't know. Uh, this is a pretty exciting time. I think you would agree. Yeah, it's damn near overwhelming. Uh, I'm... I've added a couple extra to my play with Korean baseball, Japanese baseball, but you know, we're in the mix of it. We're in the greatest portion of gambling. Dude, I've even started looking at college football lines for six months from now. Like I'm, you know, money doesn't sleep. So we got to keep looking at the boards, keep setting lines. I feel good about this draft though. I feel good about hockey tonight. Baseball's been hit or miss for me. I got some, got some spicy uh, NBA props for you. Okay, um, I guess where do you want to start? Uh, let's start off with hockey. That's a lot easier. There's only two games tonight. Uh, Bruins, Panthers, Kraken, Avalanche. Bruins are going to close it out tonight. Uh, yep. Panthers decided to go back with Lion. Not feeling too great about that move. I think the Bruins should win puck line, plain and simple. I do have a little bit of a bet on this, another little kind of thing you could look at. First period, I think it's going to go under one and a half goals. I think, if anything, the Bruins score first and kind of leave it at that. These scores or these goals in this whole Bruins game have been pretty low all series long. I expect that to stay the same. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I have um, I had a Bruins to win in exactly five games uh, bet. So I'll be watching tonight closely. I had the exact same bet. I also had the Bruins to win by what, one and a half games as well, just as like a safety thing, but should be fine. Uh, other thing I did like uh, was the Kraken and Avalanche on the the angle I'm kind of going with this is like the Kraken have scored two goals in every first period of the series so far. The over-under in the first period is one and a half again. I will be taking the over. I expect the Kraken to not maybe necessarily score two, but I do think the Kraken score, Avalanche score might be one to one going into the second period. I like okay. that. Uh, Cole, Mac- Cole McCarr uh, suspended for one game because he basically hurt Jared McCann for the Kraken. I mean, Cole McCarr, good defensive player, maybe expect some Kraken to score a little bit more goals tonight. I don't think Jared McCann's that big of a loss to the Kraken, so I do also like the over five and a half on that. Okay. So yeah, just kind of a clean cut hockey thing there. I'm not fucking with the props today. They've been kicking my ass lately. I feel like playoff <laughs> hockey has been a lot different. Yeah. Um, what about uh, anything NBA? So yesterday for Funzy, I did a whole, a pretty, a six leg parlay and it worked out. I picked all the favorites money line. And then I picked all the dogs on the spread. Six for six. Perfect parlay there. It was a fun little ride I had, but we're good to go there. I'm not doing the same thing tonight. There's like only four games tonight. Yeah. All right. Let me get my thing here real quick. All right. Got a couple props. Got a little bit of a prop parlay here. First one I have, I'm just putting a quarter unit on it. None of these are crazy. I think total there's three units risk. So let's not take this as a lottery or just, you're not going to get rich off this. Let's be real. But I have Donovan Mitchell and Jimmy Butler, both to have eight assists. Oh, okay. I have that a plus 850 odds. 
Donovan Mitchell has done that twice this series. Jimmy Butler's done it once. He hit 11, 3, 4, and 2 in his assist totals. I don't know. Let's see if we can get another Jimmy Butler performance, maybe a triple-double from him tonight. Okay. Next one I got up for the Knicks and Cavs game. I have Levert to get at least four three-pointers today. Then I have that parlayed with Grayson Allen to have four three-pointers. This is kind of a long shot. Once again, a quarter unit here. Uh, odds on this for the parlay is plus 1350. Take them as straights. One of them will hit. One of them will probably miss just because I gambled on it. That's the way life is, right? Mm-hmm. So then going to the Memphis Grizzly game, I got two players I kind of pointed out that I think will score a lot tonight. Uh, John Morant. I think he has to show up tonight. Otherwise, this is kind of an embarrassing playoff series for him, saying that he's not worried about the West and getting bounced out in the first round, especially to a team where their guy is, their main guy is old. I'm not going to argue with uh, Mr. Bain on that. Not Bain. Who who am I mixing up here? Anyways, I think John Morant will get over 35 points tonight. That's at plus 250. I have John Morant to at least score 40 points tonight at plus 700. I threw five bucks on each of that. Uh, other guy that's kind of been surprised in this whole playoff series is D'Angelo Russell. I really enjoy the way he's been playing. I have a ticket where he gets at least 20 points tonight, and then one where he gets at least 25 points tonight. 20 points is plus 140. D'Angelo Russell to get over 25 is uh, plus 275. Okay. And um, I yeah, what's up? I was going to say, I, I have a quick uh, little uh, prop parlay here. Uh, John Morant to score 30. LeBron to score 30. Anthony Davis, 14 or more rebounds. And Jaron Jackson, 9 or more rebounds. 18 to 1. I can do that. Yeah, it's worth a little sprinkle. A little fun. Why not? Yeah, so the other thing I did is because I like those two scores, John Morant and D'Angelo Russell. I have a parlay, two-legger, John Morant to get at least 35 points, D'Angelo Russell to get 20 points, that's plus 675. And then my long shot lottery so I can quit my job tomorrow. Uh, John Morant to score at 40, D'Angelo Russell to score 25 plus. D'Angelo Russell to get five three-points, three-pointers. And then I have John Morant to score at least four three-pointers. This is 12... What is that? 120 to one. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is just to make sure I can quit my job tomorrow. Kind of parlay. So I feel pretty good with that. <laughs> going to let that ride. I put a dollar on it and I'm not really going to quit my job. I'll be doing the same shit tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Uh, anything in, uh, I think, did you talk about the Golden State game already? I have not looked at it. I, that's been my worst game to bet on. It does the complete opposite of what I think it is. I think ever since game one and picking the Kings, I've been pretty much picking the wrong side on that. You got anything on that? Hmm. I'm looking here. There's one that Jordan Poole to have 20 points, five assists, four rebounds, and Golden State to win by three or more. That's 13 to one. Um, Malik Monk to have 30 plus points and Sacramento to win. 15 to 1. These are fun little sprinkles. I'm trying to take a quick look at a few of them. I mean, I like Malik Monk. 
I'm going to see if he's got anything else. I like his points, rebounds, and assists. I mean, he's hit over his total, which I think it's at, what, 24? Yeah. I mean, he's hit that three out of the last four times in the series. Don't hate that. And he said it twice in his, when he was at home, so that might be a little just a play there. But, I mean, other than that, I got nothing on this game. Yeah, I think that's probably – I'm looking here. Steph to basically have a 35-point triple-double and Golden State to win is 37-1. to one. If you really like them. I'm not a big Steph guy. I, don't, I, think he, I think his time's done, but this might just me not – Paying too much attention. I'm pretty much over basketball at this point. <laughs> no, he's not done. He's still very, very good. When does he um, get to the part of his career where he just sits in the corner and waits for somebody to pass him and he hits threes? Like the Ray Allen in the corner. I don't think he's going to ever be that person. God, that's all I want to happen where he scores like 12 points a game. Three, three of them are three-pointers. Sick and tired. Five point, eight assists, nine rebounds, twenty-three to one for Steph Curry. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's all I got on that. Uh, the other one I was going to look at was Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell to have thirty-five points, eight assists, eight rebounds, is thirty to one. So a thirty-five, eight, and eight. Yeah, I like the assist part. I'm already on that. I, the rebounds is what scares me. Here, let me take a look at that real quick. I mean, his, the, his season's on the line, you know? And if he loses, he loses to the Knicks, which was the team that he was allegedly supposed to be going to, and like that. I got some, yeah, some little sprinkles there for NBA long shots today. Pulling it up. Let's see what Donovan Mitchell's done in this series. So, on rebounds, he had four last games, seven the game before. Game two, he had two. Then he had five in game one. It's not unthinkable to happen. A 35-point damn near triple-double? Yeah. I don't hate it. Yeah. We'll see. Um, all right. Uh, what do you got for baseball? Pulling up my bets now. So I think me and you are both on the same here. Uh, for The only game I really have a full-blown bet on is the Mariners' first half money line. Yeah, um, I don't know. You know, Mariners' bats have not necessarily been hot lately, but I just enjoy. I like Logie Gilbert. Uh, it's Logie Gilbert Day. I am a little nervous about his back spasms from yesterday. That's why we had to push his start. But I feel like we should be fine. I for at least five innings, let, blow it in the six. Who gives a shit? That's what I'm on. Uh, but other than that, I would take. I don't know. Yeah, I have nothing else on that game. Um, yeah, no. I, there's nothing really that I feel too, too confident about. Maybe Mariners over four and a half team total. Um, Walker is pitching for the Phillies, but really just, I mean, he should be an ace, but he's not quite an ace. I don't know. I don't, I don't fully trust him. Wind is blowing out, but it does look like there's some uh, slight rain. I will say this. Uh, over Mariners have gone over in the last four games and two-game series. Mariners are 4-0. and 
the over is four and zero, and the Mariners four interleague games against a right-handed starter. I know these are very arbitrary like trends here, but mm-hmm. it seems like a lot of this is saying, "Hey, I'll probably go over three and zero when Gilbert's last four three zero and one Gilbert's last four road starts. They've gone over." Trying to pull up more stats on that, but I feel like the Mariners hit right-handed pitchers pretty damn well. Yeah. Um, what about Dodgers Pirates? The overs got action on it right now. So the Pirates lost last night, and Dodgers haven't been playing that great. No. I'm kind of wanting to go back to the Pirates. Like, I don't know. They haven't lost two in a row yet, or they did early in the season. Yeah. It's tough. Probably stay away. I don't know too much about, uh, what is that, Ronzi Contreras? Not too well-versed in that, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know anything really about the Pirates pitching staff other than um, Keller and Oviedo. Um, I don't know. I'm taking, I think I'm taking the over in this game. Okay. Uh, next up, we got Astros Rays. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about this one. Uh, Hunter Brown has not looked great. Uh, Astros have been basically saying he's reincarnated Justin Verlander, and he's not pitching like him. I don't know what else to say. He hasn't been doing awesome. I like the way the Rays are. They just lost their first home game yesterday. Maybe they get their lick back here, so I like the Rays' money line. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah, the rest of these games are pretty ugly. I mean, I do have uh, on the next two games you're probably seeing are Nat, uh, Nationals Mets. I have a no run first inning on that. I like Mackenzie Gore. Sanya's been pretty good lately. I don't think either yep. one will let a run in. Okay. We got Sandy A out in Miami pitching against Bryce Elder and the Braves. I feel pretty good about Sandy not giving up a run. Bryce Elder, pretty damn good for a second-year starter here for the Braves. I think that's another no-run first inning. Crazy how the Braves have like 10 of those guys. <laughs> Bryce Elder, former Longhorn Hook'em. Um, okay. Um, what about a possible yes run first inning athletic angels you beat me to it i wanted to see what you had first but yes i actually really do like that um, <laughs> see i thought the next game you were going to go to was the cubs but let's talk about that real quick uh i don't know if you've watched a single game of this series but this has been the biggest shit show of a divisional matchup i think game one the athletics went up seven to nothing and this is like i don't know second third inning Angels came back, then the Angels went in the fucking end. I'm sorry, A's won at the like bottom of the 10th. Pretty insane. Then game two was just a shit show. They kept going back and forth until it was like about eight or nine runs later. Angels won. Yeah, moral of the story is they've been scoring a lot in the first inning, those two teams. Those are terrible pitchers out there. I'd expect that to be a yes. Okay. Um, what about Padres Cubs? Yep. Here is my bet, and I'm feeling pretty cocky about it. This might be my biggest bet tonight. 
I like the Cubs team total over two and a half. Cubs have been hitting. Waka has not been pitching great. Feel pretty good about that. Feel pretty confident that they can score three runs in a game. I wish I had that. It's uh, unfortunately, it's uh, three and a half. I'm, on, on my I'm looking at the first five innings. That was my mistake there. I still oh, like gotcha. that a lot. I think they can put three runs up in the first five innings. Okay. Um, anything else? Cardinals, Giants. Uh, right. I take the Giants. Any of the team totals? I, I still kind of like the Rays over four and a half. Uh, I like both the Dodgers and the Pirates over four and a half and over three and a half. Um, Angels is five and a half. Uh, makes about that makes sense. They've been scoring seven, eight runs a game. Yeah, maybe Giants under four and a half. I don't know. This Cardinals team fucking stinks, dude. Yeah, it is weird. They sh- definitely shouldn't be playing a lot better than, than they I got are. a 9-15 record. Uh, for example, if you were betting $100 on every Cardinal money line, you'd be down $1,000. Um, <laughs> Mott's the lefty for the Cardinals, is 0-3 with a 6.5 ERA. If anything, I expect the Giants to hit. I'd, I'd get some runs on the board. So if it, there's a team total there, I like that. I actually, in general, keep it simple. Give me the Giants money line. That seems like a very even matchup for a lopsided pitching matchup we have here. Okay. Uh, okay. Anything else? Any other props? Anything you like for baseball tonight? Uh, I had a couple that I went through. Let me try to get it popped up here. There was one that kind of... I got Logan, Logan Gilbert over five and a half Ks. That was the only one I really kind of stuck with. I'm a little nervous once again about the uh, whole back spasms, but I know we talked about that a little bit earlier. Probably should have brought it up then, but he's hit this basically every single time he's come out to start. So I'm going to yeah. keep betting until I've proven otherwise. Okay. Um, let's switch over then to some NFL draft. We haven't figured out exactly what we're doing, but we're definitely going to be doing something for the game tomorrow. Um, not the game, but the, the draft. Um, I guess you want to go uh, do a little official prediction and throw in some gambling odds uh, on our predictions uh, for yeah. like the first 10, first 10 picks or so? For sure. I think that might be the easiest way because I got lost in the sauce after like 20 picks. I don't know. There's so many players <laughs> that could... It, right. Some of these first rounders could be third rounders by tomorrow. Who knows? But I think the top 10 is at least kind of like set. I think we should figure out, at least get 80% correct. Okay. Here, I'm going to let you start off. I'm going to let okay, you take so- the easy one. Who do the Panthers draft? Well, it's hard to argue with minus 2,000. Uh, the money usually never lies. Um, I'm pretty confident it's probably going to be Bryce Young. Um, that being said, I still feel like Anthony Richards, 70, Richardson, 75 to 1. Like, could there be? At, at some point, 
one of these teams is able to keep a really tight lip and pull off a surprise thing that screws up everything else. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, minus 2,000. It's not worth betting. Seems like it's got to be locked in, but crazier things have happened. I don't know. Uh, But for the purpose of this, we're just going to lock Bryce Bryce Young in at number one. Yeah, I don't have any arguments to that. Uh, Not much I could really say to minus 2,000. I think it would be funny to actually take that bet if you want to split it with me. We'll split the 50 bucks later. (laughs) Or a hundred bucks later. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've done this before and I've been screwed over in the draft. I will not be doing anything that big. Uh, Was that the Baker Mayfield draft? No. Were you like, I'm going all in on this because do you remember what pick that was? Oh, I'd have to go back. It would take me some time. It was probably three, four years ago. Because I remember, I remember what was it? This was the 2021 draft. I I had at the third pick, it was going to be Mac Jones. There's no, in my brain, there was no fucking way they'd take anybody else. And I had this bet, like, basically a whole, like, two weeks before the draft. Then, all of a sudden, the Trey Lance fucker came out of nowhere. Ruined my life on draft, NFL draft gambling here. I would say, um, just because we're talking about the number one overall pick, for the Panthers to do it and take Will Levis wouldn't make sense because they could have just traded to two or three and got him. So right. that's, that's why it, it's just, it would be such a massive shock if he doesn't go number one, because that was Bryce Young was number one. So you're only going to trade to number one. If you're going to get Bryce Young. But anyhow, yeah, it, it would be the dumbest trade of all time. If you ended up with Will Levis. I, ooh, I I see a spicy one, but I'll go ahead. You go on to number two. We'll just number two is the Houston Texans. They're on the clock. I mean, I've kind of juggled this in my own head. I really think if you're a team in this spot, a quarterback isn't going to make you win tomorrow. I really Correct. do think it's the Texans. Keep uh, Dougie Mills there. What's the worst that can happen? I think you'll be drafting I, number I'm, two again next year. Yeah, mo- minus one. Guess what? You have way more quarterbacks next year. Next year's class is so much significantly going to be better than this. That being said, if I am the Houston Texans, I'm taking a proven college defensive player. I'm going Will Anderson. I still love that it's plus 270. I think I threw it to you when I was at plus 200. I took it at plus 185. It is going to be very hard for me to believe that they take a quarterback in Bryce Young or Will Levis, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson for the Texans. Now, there's probably plenty of ways to go with this. I'm not a big fan of Tyree Wilson. He did great in his little pro day. He did great in his combine. But I don't think he made a huge difference on that Texas Tech defense. I've watched a lot of them this year. I don't think he was a game changer, a difference maker. That'd be a, a big jump to take at number two. I might be crazy. There's probably smarter people ahead of me that are saying he's better for a reason, but I would rather have Will Anderson over Tyree Wilson. Yeah. I think I would go Will Anderson as well. Um, although, weirdly, I feel like a top five linebacker pick never quite pans out. 
Um, but that's just it never works out for the Dolphins. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't. I'm looking at the quarterbacks. I don't like Levis there. I don't like Stroud there. If I was not going to take Will Anderson, it might be a little sprinkle on Anthony Richardson. Um, but I don't know. Jalen Carter, twenty-five to one. Uh, I like the odds, but yeah. So I, don't know. I mean, I don't think Jalen, Car- with all this shit that's going on with him, like I don't know, racing cars and killing people, whatever. Which yeah. once again, we've talked about it. If you're either going to be a bust with this type of backstory or a Hall of Famer, there's no in between. There's no solid ten-year career of just playing defense if you're Jalen Carter. You're going to be one or the other. Uh, the only thing I could see them doing, which I think would be a mistake, is taking C.J. Stroud. You're you're giving C.J. Stroud nothing to throw with. He's going to be in the same situation as uh, Justin Fields was his first two years. I build just build the defense back up because you need that as well. Okay. Um. All right, let's go to number three then. That is the Arizona Cardinals. A very, very tumultuous offseason for them. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, they they kind of need everything, but especially uh, offensive uh, linemen. Um, they need a D-line, an edge, a running back, a tight end, a guard, center. They, they need the world right now. Uh, they have signed basically Kazir White, Will Hernandez, they got Matt Prater as a kicker, so that's good. I'm just looking at their free agents add-on. Yeah, dude, they don't have shit. Uh, so that being gam- said, gambling-wise, my official prediction is going to be Paris Johnson Jr. here, plus two seventy. So getting some tasty odds there. Um, I just read some stuff about Kyler Murray uh, to his credit, which I know we had to make fun of him, but uh, he tried to get them to draft Creed Humphrey. And it didn't work out. Uh, and they obviously, he, you know, is the best center in the game now. Uh, tried to get them to draft Tristan Wurfs, the Tampa Bay lineman. Didn't listen to him. Uh, and he's pushing very, very hard for Paris Johnson Jr. So, so uh, this would be hilarious if they do take uh, Paris Johnson Jr. Um, he's probably one of the biggest on my marks, like as a person I put on pen and paper. Going to be the biggest potential bust in this draft. He really? looked, he looked awful in both of the games I watched. I've watched like two Ohio State games, and every single time, he looked like he was start playing for the first time ever. He got absolutely demolished by Michigan's defensive line, and then basically, and even in the playoff game, he didn't look great. That's my thing on that. That's just in college game. Mm-hmm. He looked like he got punked in every single situation. I don't know if I would want to risk my third pick over all for him. I understand that usually drafting offensive linemen, offensive tackles is pretty safe. Like it's a safe kind of like blue collared pick. I, I wonder I if the Cardinals the, wouldn't, Cardinals wouldn't trade back a little bit and get him Paris Johnson at like fifth or sixth or seventh. You probably could. I mean, and that, I think with this draft, you're going to see probably more trade downs than you'll see in a while. Like, and it's not going to be when they trade down, you're not going to see a massive load back for them. It's going to be pretty lame. If anything, Um, I get where you're coming from as a Cardinal gambling on that. Uh, I would say my pick would be Tyree Wilson here. I think there's a weird thing right now saying that him and Will Anderson are pretty much equal. 
So when Will Anderson, in my mind, gets off the board, they'll just go with the second best option they have, which would be Tyree Wilson. So I like that at plus 450 odds. Okay. Nice. Uh, what do you got for number four? Number four is the Colts. So Colts need a quarterback, a cornerback, wide receiver, edge, offensive guard, safety, linebacker. This is where I think C.J. Stroud comes off the board. I think the Colts will take the risk on him. I think C.J. Stroud is better than Will Levis. I would be terrified oh. to see what GM thinks otherwise. I mean, it sounds like Levis to the Colts is already like, if it's there, it's a done deal. I had seen some stuff that C.J. Stroud was dropping big time over the past two weeks. I've also seen that has been thrown out there so people can uh, get them early or get them later. Interesting. So the whole, uh, what is it, S2 is like the new Wonderlick for NFL draft? Yeah. They have a, they had a guy go on a pad show, and he was basically talking about how it wasn't the most accurate results for a lot of these kids. A lot of the teams they did, and he was saying basically saying that CJ Stroud got the shit in the stick of that. I think his test was like at 11 or midnight. So it was already bad timing. They only were able to do it for an hour. He was basically explaining like the whole system itself to get a real accurate like number would take around eight hours. So honestly, and we've all been there before where we take a test. We're like, fuck it. Yeah. I'm just going to put C for everything. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he did that. Interesting. So, I actually think CJ Stroud. I, how do I say this? Cause I think all these quarterbacks are going to suck. I think Bryce Young is going to be terrible. I, they're all going to be bad. But I do think C.J. Stroud will probably have the better, longer career. Okay. And if he gets um, taken by the Colts, I think that's a hell of a system he's with. Yeah, I do think he would do better than Levis, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, number five. This is uh, the Seahawks. I've heard a lot of stuff that they kind of like Anthony Richardson, but I mean, they have Geno Smith locked down and Geno was like the heart and soul of their team. Um, I just can't see them picking Anthony Richardson at number five. Um, It'd be funny. I would enjoy it. I think this is going to be Jalen Carter's home here. I think that minus 135 is a pretty safe bet there. They desperately need an edge rusher defensive player. I think that's a pretty good match right there. Um, so number six, I kind of made a joke in mind when I wrote it down because they desperately need an offensive lineman, but they're not going to do that. They're going to say, fuck it. And they're going to get Devin Weatherspoon, which not a bad pick, but they just don't need another cornerback that that has failed for them every single time. (laughs) True. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's, hopefully they don't go for like some sort of receiver or anything like that. I don't can't see them going for quarterback. Oh, I'm sorry, I got this all mixed up here. This You're is about the Lions, Lions, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I thought we were on the Raiders. My bad. No, I actually have Christian Gonzalez as the first cornerback off the board. Uh, plus six hundred. I think he's better than Devin Weatherspoon. Just a better. He played against better. I would say. Competition. He's shown a little bit more. I like him a lot more than I do like uh, Devin Witherspoon. Okay. Um, 
I wonder if, yeah, that Jalen Carter, I just can't see him still being there at number six. I feel like he's, no. like you said, he's going to be locked in at number five. And I don't think the um, Lions are, if you're the Lions, you take a quarterback? Probably not, right? No. Mm-mm. I mean, you got Goff. It's not like one of these guys are going to be better than Goff. As much as we shit on Goff daily, these are probably going to be equal, if not worse. Okay. And so let's see what we got. We got. So number seven is the Raiders. And that's where I was making my mistake. This is where Paris Johnson Jr. should be taken off the board. Will they? Probably not because the Raiders make weird choices in the draft. I feel like so right now Christian Gonzalez and Witherspoon are both plus three hundred. You could put yeah, one think, unit on each one and basically do the um betting uh two thirds of the table on roulette, the first yeah. third and the second third, and you're basically getting a sixty six percent chance to win. That actually might be my official recommendation at number seven. <laughs> it's just to put sprinkle, you know, on both, whatever equally. It's not a bad. I, I just think that the Raiders need an offensive guard or tackle anything. So I, I really do think it's either going to be Paris Johnson or that Peter Skorinski kid, Skorinski kid from Northwestern. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. Uh, number eight overall. Number eight's interesting. I want to, I want you to start off with this one. So right off the name that jumps off, off the board is Bijan. However, they have Tyler Algier, and I don't know. Is it the biggest need for the Falcons? I feel like it's not. No. Um, yeah, I just can't see the Falcons getting Bijan. I have Maybe two plays here. CJ Stroud, question mark? If CJ doesn't go to the Colts, um, I can see him landing with the Falcons. Now, I can also see them needing a defensive edge as well. And I think Nolan Smith from Georgia to go play for the Atlanta Falcons would be a pretty big sign the hometown kid pick for the Falcons. So that's one play I have going on here. Mm -hmm. And then here's my long shot. If let's say Bryce Young's off the board, CJ Stroud's off the board. I have a feeling the Falcons would go after Anthony Richardson. I mean, who's the starting quarterback for the Falcons right now? Taylor Heineke? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, if if everybody's talking about Anthony Richardson being this great coming to Jesus quarterback, I mean, did you hear what he said earlier this week? He's not a human. He's an alien. (laughs) He's the greatest physical specimen football's ever seen. That being said, I think Anthony Richardson would be a fun long shot. I already have a ticket in on that at, what is that, 25 to 1 odds? Yeah. Just a little sprinkle there. But I, my official picks would be Nolan Smith to go to the Falcons. I think the story would be great. I think the Falcons fans would jerk that off because the majority of them are, what, Georgia fans anyways? Yep. Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound crazy. Okay. Uh, number nine. Now, this is uh, the big one. You guys tr- you traded back to get into the spot. So what is, I guess what is uh, what is if you if you were the GM of the Bears, who would you take? Uh, Peter Skorinski from Northwestern. 
Now, I'm probably mispronouncing that name too. Uh, it seems like it's probably right. Uh, now, who do you think the actual GM of the Bears is going to pick? It depends on what's there, because if it's Paris Johnson Jr., they'll take him. Um, I don't think they're going to get Darnell right. I don't. I know that's favorited right there. I don't think we're going to go get Bijan. Bijan would be fucking so cool in the Bears. We've already lost uh, David Montgomery, so I think that'd be a good filler right there. Mm-hmm. I'm just keep looking at things. I, I give me more protection for Justin Fields. I feel good with that. Uh, if Nolan Smith is there, that'd be sweet too. Uh, Luca Van Ness, I think that's the Iowa linebacker. Not a bad pick either. I like where the Bears are at. If I'm the GM of the Bears, I'm continuing to trade down until I have every pick in the next round or the next year's draft. Gotcha. Unless you have the chance to get Bijan. Of course. Bijan would be so much fun. Do we need him? No. I hope Bijan has a great career anywhere else in the world. I don't want him to ruin his career in Chicago. I'm <laughs> I'm that selfless of a human being. I want him to be a Hall of Famer anywhere. I don't think he'll do that with the Bears, sadly. Okay. Uh, all right. And last up, we got number 10. Number uh, 10, okay. what is that, the Eagles? Yes. So... I think this is where Bijan gets drafted. Oh my God. You can put Bijan on that offensive line. Yeah. And I, I think the Eagles have just fallen in love with him. Cause I mean, let's look at the odds here. I expect Peters, Gorinsky, uh, whatever the hell off the board, Paris Johnson, somewhere to get off the board, Nolan Smith to be off the board. I think your next best player would be Bijan. Yeah, he might be right. I mean, they don't have uh, Miles Sanders anymore. Miles is gone. He's a Panthers, right? Yep, that is correct. So I don't... I feel pretty good. I think Bijan going to the Eagles would be perfect. I think it would break every Longhorn fan's heart just simply because he's going to the Eagles and like majority of them are Cowboy fans. I think that'd be hysterical. Um, Without looking at it, if I told you the over under for Bijan Robinson, what would it's you be guess? 13 and a half, right? 13, 14 and a half? 12 and a half. So and let's under, look at the next. Under 12 and a half is minus 250. But look at the next couple teams. So, oh, Titans, right? And this is where I actually think the Titans will get Will Levis and they'll fall for that trap. But that's a whole other thing. Number 12 is the Texans. Uh, the Texans are in love with Bijan as well. So if the Eagles don't get him, the Texans' second pick, I can't. I can see them getting Bijan. Minus two fifty, but I do like it. I definitely do like it. Um, what about uh, just because we're already through the top ten? Jackson Smith uh, and Jigba. Yeah. Also sure. over under twelve and a half. Um. So here's the thing. I'm looking at teams that need wide receiver. Bears are one of them. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if he accidentally goes to the Bears because that is uh, Justin Fields' longtime wide receiver at Ohio State. Um, trying to take a look at what else. Yeah, but they do have DJ Moore and Claypool. And why can't I think of the other Bears wide receiver? Mooney. Oh, uh, yeah, Darnell Mooney. So my original like game plan on this is because the Patriots are – desperate for a wide receiver 
I feel like, I mean, they signed Juju Smith-Schuster, which I don't know if that's that big of an impact, but getting a Jackson Smith-Majigba or even as a Flowers to the Patriots would be fine. So I would say that those are good picks there for the Patriots to get. Yeah. Yeah, you might be right. So over under, I would take, I'd take the over. That's probably why it's juiced up so high there. Trying to take a look. I do have a prop here that was quickly taken away. Uh, first tight end off the board. I had this uh, Kincaid no kid from Utah. I think oh, he's yeah. better than Michael. I, I think he's better than Michael Mayer. I've bet him several times throughout this entire thing, so I'm hoping that happens. Otherwise, that's multiple losses for me. But I do feel pretty good about that. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I'm looking around here if any other props. I don't see a bunch right now. I think because we're a day early on there, at least for our sites. But I'm trying to pull mine up, but I do have a couple just... What do you think? Who do you think you're if you're to make a projection or a pick now? Who is your rookie of the year and your defensive rookie of the year? There are odds on that finger right now about that. I mean, it you know depends where Bijan and uh Smith and, and Jigba end up. I would say those are the two maybe most talented, maybe a little sprinkle on Marvin Harrison Jr., wherever he ends up, but. Um, Marvin Harrison Jr. in the draft? Is he not? For some reason, I thought he was. No, he's eligible next year. Because once again, this next year's draft, dude, it's going to be something else, I think. This is the one that you want to trade down out of this. To pick up something for next year? Yeah. And I, that's kind of what I hope the Bears do. I mean, as much as I'd love Bijan or any of these t- tackles, I don't think we're going to get any better with this first-round class. There's some GM that they interviewed saying, hey, a good draft or bad draft class has at least 15 graded round one people. And they yeah. said there's significantly less than that. So next year's 2024 draft is going to be massive. Uh, you got Caleb Williams, Drake May. Jordan Travis as a quarterback. Those are going to be three guys that are going to be talked about all offseason. Yeah. Hell, if Quinn Ewers has a year, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Five-star Quinn. Yeah. I um, still think right here, because I have this prop here on my book, running backs under the fir- in the first round, I still think it's under one and a half. I, I've heard a lot of Amir Gibbs talks as being drafted in the first round. I just don't think that's reasonable because I'm thinking worst case for Bijan, if the Eagles or the Texans pass up on him, the next team that's going to probably snag him is the uh, the Chargers. I think Bijan's still the first off the board for running backs, and after that, I don't think anybody else is going to chase a running back. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I like the under one and a half on that. Do you have a I, prop on how many wide receivers go in the first round? Yeah, I have a three and a half. And off the top of my head, I can name at least three that I would understand taking. I don't know what the fourth would be. Yeah, who's that? Isn't there uh, the LSU guy? Why can't I not think of his name? 
man, I watched it play this year a bunch. So the three that I the I have three. Uh, Jackson Smith or Jigba. I think Jordan Addison with USC is a stud. I've been saying that when he was with Pitt and Kenny Pickett. Uh, don't be surprised if the Pittsburgh Steelers go and get him in the later rounds. Uh, Zay Flowers with Boston College wouldn't be terrible. I think that's first-round talent right there. And then, I mean, the TCU kid, uh, Quentin Johnston, he played pretty damn well. He played pretty well all year. He basically made Max Duggan a Heisman finalist. Nobody gives that kid any credit. So those are, I think, I would take the over, now that I'm looking at this, take the over on the wide receivers. The odds on that? I have minus 155 and over three and a half. Oh, okay. Which is terrible. Interesting. Right now, I have um, the unders on running backs, the unders on quarterbacks. I just, Joe, make it make sense. Why would anybody, and I, I get he played great in college and he did had a great season until he got injured, but why would you take an injured quarterback in your first pick? You're talking Hinden about Bryce No, I'm oh, talking Hinden about Hinden Hooker. Hooker. Make it make sense. Um, you want to maybe lock up a very interesting quarterback prospect and you don't think you're going to win a lot of games this year anyways. And so by doing that, you kind of help shape that this is going to be another rebuilding season because you're really preparing for the next draft. Yeah, but then there's so many better quarterbacks than him next year too. And that's what I'm like blown away with. Yeah, but you don't know. I mean, it's still a year away. And I don't know. You could always get two. You know, it worked out. It's worked out okay, I guess, for the 49ers. Um, get two and trade one. Well, that's different. I mean, so they, te- they took Trey uh, Lance, right? Yeah. Are you talking about Trey Lance and uh, Mr. Irrelevant? What the hell is it? Purdy? Brock Purdy. Okay, that's a different situation. That's like taking a first-pick quarterback in the first round and then next year taking another first-round quarterback. I don't think any NFL team's ever done that. No, but maybe that's what makes it so genius. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I As much fun as we had watching Hinton Hooker, I just don't see why. So, yeah, that's why I'm sticking with my quarterbacks four-and-a-half under quarterbacks in the first round. Stroud, Levis, Young, and um, Anthony Richardson. And I think it would go Young, CJ, Richardson, Levis in that order. I don't think okay. Levis is going to be a first-round pick. I Actually, I just did a little sprinkle right now on FanDuel just for shits and giggles, and I think it'd be funny. I know the Raiders just got Jimmy G. But them going to get another quarterback like Will Levis would be great. So I think Will Levis will either land on the Raiders, which I think is very unlikely, but it would be a fun stretch, or the Tennessee Titans. I think they're trying to get rid of Tannehill. <laughs> Good <And luck. laughs> Also, hometown kid there, kind of close in Kentucky, next to Tennessee, Nashville, all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I could see it. I could see it happening. Interesting. Okay. Um, all right. Anything else you got for the draft? Uh. Not much. I'm about to place a uh, rookie of the year thing with Bijan here. Oof, that's just betting with your heart there. Yeah, that's why we do it. 
But I mean, really, the top three guys right now are Bryce Young at plus 400, then Bijan number two, plus 450, CJ Stroud plus 650. Everybody else is 10 to 1 or greater odds. Yeah, they do have a, a bet on here, the top three picks exact order. Uh, first, Bryce Young. Second, Tyree Wilson. It's basically like almost unanimous. And then third, Paris Johnson Jr., 7 to 1. Um, could be worth a little sprinkle, but I don't know. Cause he, I mean, if you already like Bryce Young. So my Bryce Young, Will first, Anderson, Tyree Wilson, 1, 2, and 3 like that that I predicted, plus mm-hmm. 750. I don't hate that. Yeah, and it saves you from having to bet minus 2,000 on Bryce Young. <laughs> That's so, a really good point. You know, if you like Bryce Young – Maybe it make, makes more sense to just kind of bet it's going to be Bryce, Tyree, and then whoever you think the third pick is going to be. Or take two of them. Yeah. I'm ready to see what trades happen so we can all be wrong here tomorrow. Because I, I have a <laughs> feeling at least I over under, what do you think, trades? Five and a half? Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I think, over five. I think you're... I, I think you're I think you're correct if there's going to be a lot of teams looking to move back to, to stack towards next year. All right. Yeah, that's all I got. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, make sure to like, follow us, subscribe us. Shoot us a message if you want a invite to our Discord. And uh, we'll be posting some maybe some live picks and be boots on the ground watching it together, hopefully, uh, tomorrow night. So uh, thank you, guys, and we'll talk to you next week. Good luck, everybody.